This is Dr. Bill Griffin, your Vice President for Dental Ministries with the Christian Medical and Dental Associations, coming to you from CMDA headquarters in Bristol, Tennessee, here with another installment of Dental Soundbites. These podcasts have given me such tremendous opportunities to talk with various dental professionals across the nation and to share these conversations with you. But today, for the first time ever, I have invited a past guest back for a second time. Her name is Dr. Karen Abraham, and she spent the past three years establishing a dental clinic in Northwestern Kenya. Prior to her move to Kenya, Dr. Abraham received her dental degree from the University of Missouri, Kansas City, and then completed a residency program at the University of Nebraska Medical Center in Omaha. In early 2020, she moved to a rural mountain village in northwestern Kenya, where she started the region's first dental clinic, serving a region with a population of 350,000 people. She shares a love of Christ both verbally and tangibly with her patients, and further uses her training to help bring the gospel to places which have never had access to the good news of Jesus Christ. Dr. Abraham is currently back in the States, hoping to gather the necessary support to return to Kenya. Let's check in with her for an update. Well, Dr. Abraham, welcome to CMDA's Dental Soundbites, and congratulations on being my first guest ever recalled for a second podcast. Thanks, Dr. Griffin. It's great to be with you again. I know the word recall usually has negative connotations, but in your case, it's a blessing to have you back. Now, the last time we talked, you were early in your efforts to establish a dental clinic in northwestern Kenya. How have things progressed since then? When we first opened three years ago, we were still in the acute stage of the pandemic. And so at the time, many people were afraid to come to the hospital for fear of getting sick or even dying. Many people thought if they came to the hospital, they would die. And so those who actually braved this fear to come were usually in complete agony and really could only come to get a tooth extracted. Um, At the time, there was no concept of actually treating or saving your teeth. And so we started a very non-traditional public health campaign of educating people about the causes and treatment options of dental conditions one patient at a time. Mm. And so believe it or not, by word of mouth, uh, the community started understanding that they could actually come before the pain or before it became unbearable and possibly leave with teeth still in their mouths. And so from our early days, which were pretty much almost exclusively emergency treatment, our clinic, we can now perform almost any procedure you would expect from a dental clinic in the States, including restorative, antidontic, fixed and removable prost, um, and actually the occasional preventative case. But I think more significantly, we've also had the chance to share Christ and pray with and counsel from Scripture over 3,000 patients. And so from this, we've seen lives changed and hearts committed to Christ right in the dental chair. Uh, That's tremendous. So your treatment mix has gone beyond the realm of emergency care, Mm -hmm. and now you're able to offer preventive services and restorative services. and, And it would seem like that's a great avenue for the gospel, because getting to the bottom of why problems occur is not just a dental principle, but it's a spiritual principle as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tell us about a typical day at your clinic in Kenya. How does that go? Well, we start every morning together as staff doing our morning devotions. So we get a chance to sing together. 
we get a chance to pray together, and then we dig into scripture and study the Bible together. And if there happen to be students rotating with us, we always encourage them to join us as well. This is a time where we can share what's on our hearts, but we can also learn what the Bible is really saying to us as practitioners. And so this gives us a chance to grow together, both in our faith and our skills. And then when we start seeing patients, a lot of times we're able to share some of the things that we've been learning with our patients. So Mm -hmm. at that point, it could be anything. We just have to be ready for whatever happens to come in the door. So a lot of times patients will come together on the same matatu or the same vehicle. And so all of our patients will check in within an hour of each other. And oftentimes they'll just wait for a few hours Mm -hmm. until they can Mm -hmm. be seen. Because they do come through sometimes dangerous areas, we do make it a point to see every patient before we leave and whatever we can do to be able to care for them both physically and spiritually. What I love about what you just described is you start the day in the Word with your team and whatever portion of Scripture you're reading at the beginning of the day, it's a, an active reminder that the situations you face during the day, you want to respond to those in light of Scripture. So it, it, it sets your minds right first thing in the morning. And uh, it's, it sounds like a great way to start the day. Our, our office used to start the day with prayer as well in private practice. And, and I know a lot of our members uh, do the same thing. Now, previously you shared with me your desire to be involved in training some of the local Kenyans. And you were also hoping that you might even receive a few visitors from the U.S. Have you had those opportunities? Training Kenyans has proven to be a bit slow, um, mostly because COVID shut down the dental school for over a year. And so it's been tricky trying to get students to come out and rotate with us in Capsuar. But I have had a chance to train my staff and also nursing students at our nursing school Mm. um, in how to incorporate their faith into patient care. And so it's really been a joy to see them grow in their own faith as well as their auxiliary dental skills um, and use that to be able to care for others both physically and spiritually. Also for visitors from the U.S., it's also been slow for the same reason. We only had two dental visitors in the past three years that I've been there, but we would certainly welcome dentists and especially specialists who may be able to come and serve with us and even share some of their knowledge in the future. We have quite a few specialists on our roles at CMDA, and I hope that some of them make it out your way to work with you. And I know a particular hygienist has spent a couple months with you as well. Yes, and that is also a huge skill. So if there are hygienists listening, we would love to have them come as well. So during your first three years in Kenya, establishing this dental clinic, how has your experience compared to what you originally expected? My missionary experience has definitely been very non-traditional, that being I just got into the country a few weeks before it went into lockdown. But through it all, God has been just so faithful. He has miraculously provided for all of my needs, including quite literally my daily bread. Also the equipment and supplies, including the personnel that we needed for the clinic to get it started. Certainly safety during tumultuous times during the history of Kenya. But I think most surprisingly is just the number of opportunities that he has opened to share Christ more than I had really imagined, including sharing with our patients in the clinic and then even helping bring the gospel to places where it was previously unknown and seeing believers in people groups that had never had a believer before. So we just give him the glory for that. Now, I remember you telling me that you came to faith in Christ pretty early in life, and you seemed to sense a a zeal for missions work, but that your interest in dentistry did not begin until your college years, I guess it was. What inclined you towards dentistry? 
Well, I was really looking for a profession where I could bring a practical skill to the mission field and serve others. And so initially I had thought medicine, I think it's much more traditionally a mission type of career, Mm -hmm. Um, but the Lord just led me towards dentistry. I found that I really enjoyed it and I found that it had very immediate impact on people's lives. And so it's really amazing how that will open a person's heart to the gospel. Yes. I've had the privilege of seeing that on the mission field a number of times. You remove that one painful tooth, and it's such an immediate relief that a, a, a person is quite likely to ask you the reason why you're there, mm-hmm. and that can be a great opening. As you think back on your formative years, can you think of people or events that the Lord used to cultivate your interest in gospel-centered ministry? Our church where I went growing up was very missional. We had a lot of missionaries that would come and just share their experiences and the needs that existed on the field, both physically and spiritually. Um, And I also had the chance to go and visit a number of them on the field, so I got to see it firsthand. Um, In addition to that, I think just reading the stories in Scripture about the early church, Apostle Paul, all the way to modern-day missionaries like David Livingston or Gladys Aylward, they've always just encouraged me in my own journey towards missionary service, um, specifically towards a gospel-centered mission. I wouldn't be surprised if you play that same role for other people in the years to come. Now, although you're the only full-time dentist at your clinic, there is a hospital nearby, which I understand was praying for a dentist to join their ranks for quite a while. Have there been any opportunities for referrals between you and the hospital staff in in either direction? So our clinic is located within Capsuar Mission Hospital. So this has been a huge blessing to be able to get medical or surgical consultations on patients who might be medically compromised or in emergency situations. So if we need to admit somebody because they're um, having Ludwig's angina or something like mm-hmm. that, and also being able to use their facilities like the OR in case we need to drain a patient or open them up if they have trismus, something like that. But I've also, on the flip side of that, been consulted by the medical staff on oral conditions that the medical patients might have. Um, and even I got called into the operating room one time to help identify a child's age based on the teeth they had <sighs> present because the wow. parents actually didn't know how old the child was. Oh, my. Yeah. And... I can envision a situation where you would be seeing a particular patient and they might have a condition that a U.S. dentist would refer down the street to an oral surgeon or a periodontist or whatever, but you don't have that opportunity for cross-referrals like that. So I would imagine that your scope of practice has broadened a bit during your time in Kenya. Very significantly. And at first it was very intimidating. But God, first of all, showed me how to be a dentist in Kenya, often teaching me or giving me ideas as we would see the patient. Um, But then he also opened the door about a year in to be able to spend about six months rotating with one of only two hospitals in the country that had an oral surgery team. So I got to learn a lot of skills that were able to provide more as far as emergency treatment or pathology management, which has really been a help to our patients in Capsuar. And I remember you also telling me that prior to going to Kenya, you chose a general practice residency program that you thought would be particularly helpful in preparing you for the mission field. I did. Yeah, I wanted to get as much medical training as I could as a dentist, just in case I didn't have a hospital nearby. Right. Mm -hmm. What a great preemptive move. It just reminds me of CMDA's wonderful Residency Plus program in Memphis, Tennessee, which we hope to be able to duplicate in Detroit and perhaps other sites. And I hope that other students contemplate that possibility and the unique training that such residencies can offer. 
Now, Karen, since you're working towards returning to Kenya, it's safe to say that you've had the distinct privilege of seeing the Lord at work through you and through others. Tell us about how the Lord has confirmed the work of your hands, as Moses wrote in Psalm 90. I've seen God's hand in so many aspects of our ministry in Kenya, just starting from providing what was needed to even get the clinic started during a time when Mm. international shipping and travel was pretty much shut down, even domestic shipping, including opening doors for the gospel through our clinic and even being able to serve and minister to the persecuted church, both inside and outside of Kenya, and being able to help share the gospel in areas where the gospel hasn't reached. And so just seeing how he has moved the doors that he has opened and the lives that he has touched has just been such a blessing. Mm, I am sure. Karen, what are some of the biggest challenges you faced in your time in Kenya? The area where we are is an area that has never had any dental care before. We haven't had any dental public health campaigns. And so there's really no concept there of the connection between sugar and cavities. And so one of the things that one of my biggest challenges is combating the teaching that is prevalent in schools. Even our Kenyan physicians will tell us that they were taught in school that chewing on sugar cane actually strengthens your teeth. Oh, no. And so (laughs) I have the great challenge of having to educate both patients, parents, caregivers, children on the fact that this sugar, which tastes so good and Mm -hmm. is now very available, in fact, we even have a Coca-Cola kiosk in our village now, is actually detrimental not only to your health, but also to your teeth. Oh, that's got to be a rough thing to overcome. (laughs) And as I think about different areas of the world, there are areas that have processed sugar and have dental care, like the U.S., and they generally do okay compared to the world. There are areas that don't have processed sugar and don't have dental care, and their situation isn't always terrible either, but the, the, the worst situation is the processed sugar, but no regular dental care. Mm-hmm. In fact, I read a very interesting study recently in that Kenya is now developing a lot more processed sugar in their diet. And so in adults, and especially in older adults, Kenya is ranked second from the bottom in the prevalence of caries. But in children, they mm. are ranked number two from the top in prevalence of caries. That's a contest you don't want to win. (laughs) We have our work cut out for us. (laughs) Yep, understood. What would you like to see the Lord do at your Kenya clinic in Kapsawar in the years to come? I have a lot of dreams from our clinic, as you might imagine. Um, I hope that we'll be able to continue making an impact in our community, both through physical and spiritual patient care one-on-one, as well as community outreaches into the area schools and into the churches bringing oral health instructions as well as the gospel to young and old alike. And I'd also like to see our clinic become a training site for both Kenyan and international dental trainees, uh, both to be able to further their dental skills, but also to practice incorporating their faith into their dentistry or their nursing so that the model of our clinic could be replicated elsewhere for the kingdom's sake. Ah, tremendous. You make me think again about the Residency Plus program that CMDA has started in Memphis. And I believe it's in the second year of that program that participants actually go to other countries and spend a couple of months. And it would be great if maybe some of them could join you for a while in in Kenya. We would love to have them come out if they could. Mm -hmm. Karen, do you foresee any opportunities to perhaps influence missionary dentistry efforts in other countries besides Kenya? Yes, there's actually been a number of 
hospitals and clinics throughout the region, inside and outside of Africa, that have actually seen the need for oral health care in their practice context and asked if I could help them develop those programs. And I think it would be an amazing way for people to be involved, even if they're just thinking about missions for their own life, to be able to be right at the intersection of need and opportunity for the gospel's sake. Love to see that come to pass. Is there anything else you would like to add to our conversation? Well, I'd like to encourage all of our listeners, because as dentists, we have a very unique position where we get to meet patients in a part of their lives where often they would rather not be. So I would encourage everyone to, as we seek to provide the highest level of dental care possible, not to miss the opportunity to care for the rest of the person and to just be alert for opportunities to either pray with your patients or even share Christ with them in small ways and let the Lord just multiply our efforts to bring about his purposes in each life that he brings across our path. Karen, that's a goal very near and dear to my own heart as well, which is why we develop faith prescriptions at CMDA. And and it does seem as though even though you have a unique and powerful opportunity to communicate the gospel in Kenya, that that exact same opportunity exists in every dental office in America. And it's just my desire that what you're doing there will inspire others to follow suit. Well, Karen, it's been such a joy to continue our conversation about how the Lord has been at work during your time in Kenya. And with your permission, I'd like to close our time together by praying for you and your work. Thank you. Lord, we do thank you for your work in Kenya through Karen and through others and through the physicians at Capsuara Hospital that were praying for her before they knew her. And we thank you, Father, for how you have worked sovereignly to bring about your purposes and And we just ask, Father, that first that you would continue Karen's work, that you would allow her to return to the field and continue to influence many other patients and staff members and and other dental trainees for Christ. And, and, And secondly, Lord, that you would call others to walk in her footsteps, to walk with Jesus through their practice of dentistry. So thanks, Father, for your presence and the power of the gospel. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. I am so proud of Dr. Karen Abraham for how she has remained sensitive to the Lord's calling on her life. And I look forward to seeing how the Lord will continue to use her to grow his kingdom in Kenya. If you'd like to get in touch with Karen, you can email her at abrahamc at globaloutreach.org. That's abrahamc at globaloutreach.org. There are, of course, other locations around the world that desperately need dental care. And if the Lord is tugging at your heart, I would be happy to talk with you about some of the many possibilities for short or long-term dental ministry across the globe. But even if you provide dental care here in the U.S., you still have the same opportunity that Dr. Abraham has to point patients to the Lord through the excellent care you provide. CMDA has created a special video series to help you address your patient's spiritual needs. It's called Faith Prescriptions, And here's Jamie Majeski to tell you more about it. Those of us who serve in the healthcare professions have the best opportunities to point individuals toward Christ. One of our big priorities here at CMDA is to help train healthcare professionals to integrate their faith into their practice of healthcare. That's why we produce faith prescriptions. 
This on-demand video series will teach you to share your faith in ethical and appropriate ways with colleagues and patients. And it would also teach you to pray with patients and much, much more. To get started with the series, which is free to CMDA members, visit the CMDA Learning Center at cmda.org learning. Registration is now open for the 2024 CMDA National Convention. Mark your calendars to join us just outside Asheville, North Carolina at the Ridgecrest Conference Center on May 2nd through 5th, 2024. Our speakers include Pastor Tony Evans, human rights lawyer Ashley Chapman, palliative care physician Dr. Farr Curlin, and more. This convention is your best opportunity to fellowship with other Christians in healthcare, learn about current health and social issues, renew your faith through worship, and network with exhibiting organizations. You definitely don't want to miss it, so visit natcon.cmda.org to register now. If you're a skier and could use some spiritual refreshment, consider joining me, Reverend Bill Reichart, and other healthcare professionals in Breckenridge, Colorado from March 2nd to 9th, 2024. We will start each morning with lively discussion around an episode of the Faith Prescriptions video series. Then the day is free for skiing, snowboarding, sledding, or other winter activities. In the evenings, there will be more opportunities for fellowship and mutual encouragement. For more details, go to cmda.org events. The next few months will feature some fascinating Dental Sound Bites podcasts that I think you will really enjoy. And if you have a colleague who isn't yet a part of CMDA, what better way to share this ministry with them than by sending them one of your favorite podcasts? In closing, I hope the beautiful example we've heard today from Dr. Abraham's efforts to meet both dental and spiritual needs in Kenya will propel us back in the States to recognize the tremendous privilege we have to do the same with our patients. Until next time, God bless. This podcast has been a production of the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. The opinions expressed by guests on this podcast are not necessarily endorsed by the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. CMDA is a nonpartisan organization that does not endorse political parties or candidates for public office. The views expressed on this podcast reflect judgments regarding principles and values held by CMDA and its members and are not intended to imply endorsement of any political party or candidate.